Welcome back to the show that's taken the world by storm. Today's episode is all about the hottest superstar in the WWE, AJ Styles. AJ, are you ready to spin the wheel and see if WWE will talk about it? Let's do it. <laughs> will they talk about the Bullet Club? Yes! Yes, they will talk about it. Spin again. The company I spent 12 years wrestling for, from 2002 to 2014, earning much of my fame and respect. Will the WWE talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, isn't it? No! <laughs> yeah. No, they will never talk about that! Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 30. We are recording on March 9th, 2016. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the executive producer of the hit Netflix show Fuller House, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the FullNelsonPress.com on Twitter at uh, TFNP. Pete, how you doing? First of all, I would never produce that bullshit show. We did need to resurrect it. But word on the street is Home Improvement's coming back. I don't know if that was a real poster or not. I don't care about Home Improvement. I'd rather watch Home Improvement than bullshit Full House. Forget all that. We got to talk about the good stuff today. We're going to review two back-to-back Raws. Uh, we are predicting WWE Roadblock. And we try to book Christian's retirement run. So, uh, sorry for last week. We, we didn't have any content at all last week other than raw don't even be sorry about it if if our listeners had any common sense they realized too how bad wrestling is and how bad raw was so what the hell are we supposed to talk about because there was nothing to talk about folks we're here today yeah and i guess i'm in a good mood i can't say the same about you pete not to not because anything wrestling related no Roman Reigns for the next two weeks, Pete. How how could you be upset? Uh, easily. Everything else sucked. Opening Raw, Triple H comes out and he rambles, brings out the championship and just promotes that. Dean Ambrose then interrupts. This was actually some pretty good promos here from both sides, but the crowd was so shitty. Because everything's predictable. That's why the crowd sucks. If the crowd is bored, they know what's going to happen. Uh, they still get over it in a lot of crowds. Like, there's still some shitty nights where I'm like, oh, it's raw over yet, and the crowd is still, like, going. It depends where you're at. Uh, anyways, Ambrose starts challenging Triple H to the match, and I'm kind of thinking, wow, are we going to get, like, a weird triple threat mania? But no, they announce uh, after the end of this Raw the roadblock pay-per-view, so that's not going to be the case. Uh, and that's just, that's the opening of Raw. There wasn't really much to it. Nope. 
No substance, no body, nothing. Well, if you're looking for substance and you're looking for bodies, the next match, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. This was for the number one contendership. This was a great match. Uh, Charlotte and Ric Flair got to sing, sit ringside. This match started fast and was fast-paced throughout the entire thing. It was amazing. I wasn't a big fan of the cop-out ending, but you don't see it too often, so I was okay with this. The way they did the ending, though, they botched it. Yeah. Sasha comes over, does a sunset flip, and for some reason falls backwards. Like, you could tell she was like, shit, I didn't sell that right away. Like, if she would have did the sunset flip and, like, slammed it whiplash back, right. she, like, hit her and then was like, okay, no, I need to lay down. Like, there was a delay, and I'm like, really? You guys are doing so good until that. So, yeah, obviously they get the double pin at the end. They both pin each other in some weird... Uh, they both lost in Twister. So it becomes a draw. Charlotte thinks this just means they eliminate both of them. I don't get the logic with that. Are you excited, Charlotte, that you don't have a match at WrestleMania? Is that what you're excited about right now? Nothing really happens other than the crowd just chanting for triple threat over and over and over again. And that's what I think we're going to get. Uh, after this, though, we get a Bray Wyatt promo, and it doesn't even fucking matter. So moving on. Yep, I don't even know who he's talking to. Yeah, he was just started rambling. He doesn't even have an opponent yet, and so I don't even try to, like, decipher any of his shit because it's all nonsense. It never leads up to anything. Sometimes, every week, he'll say something, and somebody is on Reddit or on Twitter like, oh, he referenced this, and this must mean this wrestler's coming back. Absolutely not. It's complete gibberish every week. Absolutely. I don't even have anything to say because half the time, I don't even know what he's talking about. I get it. He's like, you guys are all sheep. To who? You're just saying this. I think you just, like, leave the bar nearest to the stadium and then just ramble. The other thing is, is he has to ramble this, what, twice a week? Yep. I'm sure it's just exhausting. He's just like, fuck, I just, I gotta say something with the sheep, and it's gonna end with buzzards, and fuck, maybe I'll have Eric say something this week. All right, moving on. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. This starts with some beef backstage, I guess, but I don't know. This match was... Every other Dolph Ziggler mismatch, there really wasn't much to this, other than the super long count at the end when Miz gets the win on a roll-up over Dolph. That was a five count. Yeah, it took forever. But I get, and, and then you're just like, Dolph Ziggler lost a Miz. Great. So now what? What what are we doing with that? Are you going to now have a Miz versus Ziggler at Mania? Because that'll put butts in the seat. What do I care if Miz won? What do I care if Dolph won? The only real reason Miz won is because they're probably setting him up for something like the, uh, a, a, I hope, a cool ladder match again this year, uh, but this time for the United States Championship instead of the IC title. But we'll see. Yep, absolutely. I mean, right now the buildup towards WrestleMania has been fucking terrible. Speaking of something that, uh, I don't know, becomes something, I guess, Stephanie McMahon comes out uh, to accept the Legacy of Excellence Award from last week. What is this doing? So Stephanie picks up the reward and cradles it and then just starts going off on the crowd. There's nothing needed here. She's not building heat for anything. She doesn't even have a match for WrestleMania. This isn't like something that she's coercing with the authority anymore. This is just filler. This is just to help promote Shane's match, which doesn't need Stephanie McMahon in it at all right now. If Stephanie is involved, Triple H should be involved. This should not be something that he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to go take on Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. I hope hope you win the company 
you have wrestlers in the back that people cannot get hooked on because you're wasting time with bullshit like this. Absolutely. The only way this should have been entertaining is if Stephanie McMahon actually came out and did like a shoot promo. That's what needs to be done with Stephanie McMahon. Because anything she says is just complete bullshit. But if you get her out there, she tells some kind of weird backstage story that actually has some real life to it. Then I'd be like, okay, this is starting to get interesting. When she had the little rivalry with Brie Bella, like that was awesome. Yes. Like when she came out and she was like, I will make you my bitch. I'm like, damn, that's a promo. But this was just rambling and a waste of time. She should be like this lead kind of authority, like GM figure of the Divas division. Like if something gets fucked up, like earlier the double count out, Stephanie should have come out at that point and dictated like, oh, we are now getting the triple threat or let's set up for another match or something like that. But she's being misused. Yep. Next is Lucha Dragons versus the League of Nations. The match happens. Moving on. Renee Young talks to Natalia about her healthy eating. This was a weird Subway commercial because you have to eat fresh. This is what you get when you have three hours of wrestling. I don't know, man. I feel like you could do better with three hours of wrestling. With the talent pool you have. Nothing against Natalia. This is not Natalia's downfall here. When a company comes to you and be like, listen, we want to advertise something entertaining would be nice. Not something that you just wrote that morning and half the time you spent looking at the Total Diva cameras. It was brutal. Just brutal. Moving on. Next, it's Ryback, this new kind of heel face, I don't give a fuck, tweener kind of thing. I'm enjoying Ryback. I, I hope he gets a major push in 2016. He's taking on one of the social outcasts uh, who get no airtime at all, really. No entrance for him, so that kind of sucks. No, they that was this week, or this past week they didn't. Last week they did. Oh, I don't think they got any kind of... Uh... No, they did. They talked for a little bit on this Raw. Okay. It was forgettable, but I mean, I don't care. I'm glad they're getting airtime because social outcasts are terrible. And I don't hate Ryback. I'm glad he's this guy that just comes in, destroys someone, and walks out. That's all he needs to do. When you mean destroyed, he wrecked Adam Rose tonight. Like, he was just destroying him. It was very impressive on Ryback's end. Really enjoying this new Ryback character. Keep pushing it. I would love to see this old, like, the crazy deleting tweets Ryback. That was my favorite Ryback. And that Ryback right there could be, like, the top heel in the main event scene. <laughs> no. Why not? Oh, you'll know why. You'll know why. You keep going. All right. New Day versus AJ Styles and Y2J, the newly named Y2AJ. It sounds like initials for, like, a high school relationship. Hey, I don't mind it. Y2J. I mean, Chris Jericho, so why not throw an A in there? Oh, man, look, it's the same guys. I don't think it's terrible. I actually didn't hate this. The match was sweet. It was better than anything else we've seen all night. The best part of tonight was uh, when Woods did the uh, the magic card trick. Yeah. Cole doesn't get it. And that right there just speaks volumes to how the commentating is. It's when you see pure comedic gold and the whole fucking commentating table, all three of them are stone-faced like, I don't get it. I don't understand. It was dumb on their part. So they win. Woo! Y2J gets the walls of uh, Jericho on Kofi, and then Styles announces that they will be getting a number one contendership. Jericho then repeats everything Styles says and announces their championship for next week. It was literally the same thing. Like, I, I was like, all right, did you need to talk, Jericho? <laughs> You're right. The talk is Jericho. I mean, cool. But yeah, I'm sorry, folks. You are not going to get me at a 10 talking about these Raws. I'm just telling you how pathetic it's been. That was okay. That, that was a good match. It, there was a, the, a bunch of comedic bits in there. I'm enjoying that this new comedy that New Day is bringing to the tag division. Uh, it's enjoyable. 
Uh, Vince comes down after commercial break. He discusses the events that happened with Shane. Uh, Vince then summons The Undertaker to come out. Taker then does come out. Taker then warns Vince of what he's going to do to Shane. The entire promo was shorter than Undertaker's entrance. Yeah, it was fucking dumb. Oh, The Undertaker's here. You fucking cheapskate motherfuckers. Yeah, hey, if you guys are doing a drinking game of how many times I say fuck during this, get ready to get wasted because this, oh, I'm so mad right now. Why would you bill him to be at Raw to only have him do his four-hour fucking entrance only to come to the ring and say, hey, whatever happens to him, it's on your hands. You could have fucking tweeted that, dude. That was a waste of time. Fuck! Took another drink. Pete, you are at a solid eleven right now. I need Good. you to bring it down to an to just like I'm asking for a seven. Fine. All right. So then Vince McMahon denounces his son. Uh, so that means Shane and his sons Huey, Dewey, and Louie are all being denounced from the McMahon family. That really sucks. Yeah, because that's so real. Everyone in the crowd sitting there going like, "Oh, really, Vince? You're kicking them out? Exactly. Whatever happened? Did you ever kick Horsechwaggle out of your family then?" Hornswoggle needs to be used right now. He's come out and be like, guess who actually is one of the owners right now because I am your son. That would be hilarious. With Shane being denounced from the McMahon family, does Hornswoggle now have more stock in the family? He might. Well, congratulations for Hornswoggle, I guess. Yeah, Leprechaun did great. Next is Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Dudley's Boys win. Backstage, we see R-Truth break up with Goldust. That was also a weird segment. I don't exactly remember what happened, <laughs> but I know they were angry at each other. It was forgettable. Yes. Like, I was just like, what? I'm like, now they're going to tease us like they are going to get together? Ugh. That's what the crowd made, because they were just like, we're done. It was creative once, now it's dumb. Next was probably my markout moment of the of the night. Big Show versus Kevin Owens. I was so excited about this match. It was a good match. It was better than what I thought. Now, ever since that podcast, the Stone Cold podcast. Oh, I didn't watch that one. I look at him a different way because he came out and said, they're yelling at me to retire. Do they realize what my job is? I go out there, get booed or cheered, and get paid to do it. And love it. And the reason why they're always flipping me is because they know if they need to garner heat on somebody, throw me out there as a jerk. Or if they need me to, like, come and save somebody and maybe get a little pop from the crowd, throw me as a hero. Do I think I'm flipping back and forth too much? Heck yes, I am. But whatever, I'm getting paid for it. I'll have to listen to it. I, I skipped that one because it was Big Show. He was drinking during it, too. Oh, I don't know if that would beat Paul Haven tweeting on two different cell phones through the entire podcast when right? he did it. Next, uh, we get an interview from Renee Young. She talks about Brie Bella because Daniel Bryan still exists. But then she gets cut off by Lana, who pokes fun at both Brie and her family. I don't understand why Lana's getting heat, but uh, I'm all right with it. This is great. I I love Lana. I think she's a great character. And she's pretty easy to watch on the television. I can stare at her all day. I don't care what she's doing. So now Brie Bella's face because her husband retired and we're supposed to feel bad for her? Fuck you, Brie. Don't use your fucking husband's fame to try to make you worth something in the WWE. Because guess what? You're not. But in her world, she doesn't see it as the only reason she's getting cheers is because of her husband's accomplishments. She's just, I'm getting cheers. 
Yeah. Uh, next, they uh, they announced the Freebirds are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Freebirds were beyond my time, so... <laughs> Why are they in it? I don't know. Have you watched the fabulous Freebirds? It's just because Michael Hayes does so much for the company, I think. Otherwise, hey, you go to the Hall of Fame. You go to the Hall of Fame. We're going to see Santino in the Hall of Fame. I hope when they induct him, though, he's the celebrity that year. I'll tell you this, though. Did you hear that they're actually building a actual WWE Hall of Fame building, though? I want to go to it. I would go to that. That'd be awesome. I think they're saying Orlando. Yeah, I would go to that for sure. Oh, absolutely. So good for you, WWE. You did something right. Next, though, we get to see Sasha and Becky backstage for the follow-up from their uh, double count or double pin. Uh, Charlotte comes in to tell them that they have another chance that this will be on SmackDown. So I guess good luck on SmackDown because I'm not watching it. They did announce that uh, Shane McMahon will then be on next week's Raw. Uh, And then we have our main event of the night, Dean Ambrose versus Alberto Del Rio. Triple H, I guess, did announce this earlier in the night that he would be taking on uh, Alberto Del Rio. But with all the League of Nations there, again, this is just so repetitive. It's brutal to watch. Yeah, the same old, same old. It's like, why don't you send Kevin Owens after him? Why don't you have Bray Wyatt do it and then have Bray Wyatt turn and be like, you are not my herder. I herd these sheep. You follow me. Uh, It would also be great to see Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family in cahoots. Uh, With Kevin Owens still playing his heel where he doesn't fully, like, understand and is very annoyed and kind of gets spooked out by the Wyatt family. Like, that would be great. Great chemistry there. Of course, Kevin Owens can bring great great chemistry to pretty much any wrestler out there maybe you can bring chemistry to your stutter shut up shut up (laughs) i am a professional podcaster (laughs) okay i filled out a form i sent it in the mail i'm sure i'll get something back i think it said rebate Uh, anyways the match tanked uh league of nations then attacks ambrose for the disqualification Triple H comes out and then attacks Ambrose again. Then he accepts the challenge and walks away. Dean then says thanks into the mic. That part was kind of cool. That was awesome. Yeah. That was good. The worst part about this is this Triple H and Dean Ambrose thing should just be the road to WrestleMania. Uh, These two just clashing. It should not be Triple H and Roman Reigns. Okay, so now that this match is set, could you see Ambrose winning, Reigns coming down to congratulate him, and then turns on him? What if this is a complete work and Triple H totally just lays down and lets uh, Dean Ambrose just pin him for a heel turn? Ooh, maybe. I still think Dean Ambrose should win. And Reigns comes down to congratulate him and then uh, turns on him. So then Triple H is pissed. So then the following Raw, Triple H would be standing in the ring ranting about how pissed he was that he lost. And then Bray Wyatt's like, it's time for you to be thrown from your chair of judgment of everybody. This is my world. And takes on Triple H at Mania. That would be cool. Now, this is just me, but God knows this won't happen. It's still going to be fucking Reigns versus Triple H. But I think they're seeing if Ambrose could be a main eventer and be like a headliner. Which he can. He's been main eventing almost all of 2015 against people like Roman Reigns. He did a lot with Seth Rollins. Uh, he did a really cool match with him last year at uh, Hell in a Cell. Like, he's been in the main event. I just don't think... Maybe you're right. Maybe they just need to give him that final push. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so then uh, Triple H then goes back down to the match to continue to assault on uh, uh, Ambrose because he thanked him for uh, accepting this match that we still don't know where it's taking place yet. Uh, he then throws him up on the commentating table, and that's just how we end Raw. How do you want to grade this one? 
Oh, a fucking D. D? Yeah. I'm going to give it a C. There were some good things in this with the number one contendership match, Big Show and Kevin Owens. Well, there you go. I'm going to give it a C. Pete gives it a D. Yep. Uh, We're going now to the uh, March 7th edition of Raw. This one opens up with Shane McMahon. Uh, He addresses his match with Undertaker at Mania and then calls Vince out. This was the best part for being out of touch. Uh, with his fan base, which is completely true. But I don't know if that's Vince just feeding the lights just to get a pop. I know, right? Maybe Vince isn't touched enough to know that, but no. I mean, it could just be a cheap pop. That's all I'm... I'm not looking... I don't look into anything anymore with WWE because it's so predictable. I, I I don't. I don't. I know nothing's going to change. Every time I see a pop like this, it, it always just reminds me of Mick Foley just saying like the city they're in. Then Vince actually comes out. Uh, he brings out this stupid, like, replaceable picture and frame and throws it on the floor. Apparently, I think this meant more to Vince than anybody else in that arena because it was dumb and it missed its mark, whatever that was going to be. Vince then says that his greatest achievement will be destroying his greatest failure. Another little line he was just holding all day. Couldn't wait to say it. Vince then sicks security out on Shane, and Shane warns security until he attacks. Yeah, and then Shane does the wussiest punches. Oh, my God. They all missed. They all missed. The first one was this weird punch thing to, like, his Adam's apple, and then he's like, wait, I didn't mean to punch you there. Only brings his hand back, like, a couple inches, and then fakes punches him in the face. And then just continues to jab like he's in Dragon Ball Z. It it was dumb, and it worries me about how this match is going to be. I'm not worried about the match because we've seen Shane in the ring. How long ago? Who cares? The Undertaker's older than he is. Yeah, but the Undertaker's still showing up. Oh my god, once a year to fucking waste our time. It's better than the eight years Shane waited to not do anything. At least Shane looks in shape. Okay, Shane does look good. Here comes the money! Here it goes, money talk. Uh, the next match is Kevin Owens versus the man WWE forgot, Neville. This match was actually a pretty good match. A classic NXT match, you could say. Vintage NXT. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. This match was great. I loved it. They they were so good. They they were so good in NXT. Those guys put on so many good matches. Every time they were on there, it was an awesome match. And then they let them on the ring, and guess what they did? They showed up, and Killed the crowd it. loved it. So we're in Chicago now, and the crowd was insane for Neville. There was so many pops for Neville. When he did that shooting star press outside, the crowd was insane. And so was I. Very impressive. Love these two together. Yeah, they know each other so well, and it was great. That freaking shooting star press out of the from the top rope to the outside of the ring, sick. Uh, that suplex that he threw Neville, sick. Uh, everything was just awesome. Owens then wins. He does this stupid roll-up. Wasn't too impressive. He then throws Neville into the ring post after the match. This then summons Sami Zayn. Let's go! Awesome! Sami Zayn! Which that means maybe WWE is actually listening and they are going to set up a Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn match. I think Zayn versus Owens will be the feud for the summer of 2016. It should be. I can't wait. 
So then Zayn and Neville both take out Owens. This was really cool. Moving on, though, we get another backstage segment. Uh, this is for Ziggler and a bearded Zack Ryder. Uh, Stephanie thanks Ziggler for deleting a tweet that I guess he sent. This was just stupid banter, more about the authority, this authority figure that looms over everybody, I guess. Uh, Stephanie informs Ziggler that it'll be a three-on-one handicap match later tonight uh, against the League of Nations. What does it fucking matter? Every time we've seen the League of Nations in a match, it's always been one person's in, the other three either interfere or just full-on DQ the other guy, and apparently they're still the top faction in the WWE right now. Yeah, it's not, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm... So we go from the softly spoken Dolph Ziggler and Stephanie McMahon to the backstage, and we go right into Brie mode, her stupid fucking loud-ass entrance song. This was Summer Rae versus Brie Bella. I was rooting for Summer Rae because, God, I fucking hate Brie Bella. Uh, but Lana showed up again. And looking hot again. Wearing her Dolph Ziggler attire, apparently. Right? Get some DLC in there. So she distracts Brie. Lana does the Bellinator to Brie. Yeah. Brie mode! <laughs> wah, 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 That's her crying all the way backstage. Wah, 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 wah. Someone shut up my sister, God. God, she is the worst. Brie mode is a drunken state that Brie gets into. Nobody's picking up on this. Right? When she goes to, like, AA, she's just like, and everyone thinks it's my gimmick. It's not my gimmick. I'm actually drunk. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. I'm pre-moting to tell people I need help and nobody will help me. Whatever. Moving on. Ambrose comes out. He talks about his match that he's going to be having this Saturday at Roadblock. That is going to be the next semi-event, I guess, we're having this upcoming Saturday. Uh, he'll be taking on Triple H for the WWE title. And this was the interesting part, I thought. Dean Ambrose is then demanding that Triple H will respect him, saying that he will respect him at the end of this uh, event. And I sincerely think that at Roadblock, we're going to see Triple H just lay on the floor and let Dean just pin him. Shut up. We're going to see it. That won't happen. No, we won't see it. Triple H's job to somebody? Fuck no. Not unless it's the biggest event of the year. And even that, he won't even give it a sting. Oh, you want to come into the WWE? Have one match? Oh, two? You're going to lose both of them. Fuck off. And by the way, our star is going to break your back. Peace, bitch. That's what you get for going to fucking WCW. So, the most impressive part about this, Triple H comes out and just tells Ambrose otherwise, I guess. But Dean tells Triple H to suck it. That was pretty awesome. Right? Then Triple H tells Dean that uh, he is just one more speed bump and not a roadblock. Okay. Uh, then it compares Ambrose to Reigns, but then announces it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose at the main event. This just means that it's the same thing as last week where you announced that it's Alberto Del Rio with the League of Nations there. It's now Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family there. There's nothing different between this main event and last week's main event. Nope. Next, it's Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus, Rusev, and Wade Barrett. This was just sad to watch this was not entertaining at all yeah i mean i don't get like why like way barrett's even doing anything just let him go and, well he's doing one thing because ziggler got only one elimination off the league of nations and it was barrett after that it wasn't even like two minutes later and sheamus is already getting the pin on dolph so yeah then we get this badass promo about Shane and his relationship with the Hell in the Cell. Uh, I gotta say, if it wasn't for this Hell in the Cell match, or just being in a Hell in the Cell, I don't think I'd be that excited about this match. Yeah, it was a cool promo, but also, why did we need it? Oh, that's right, because Undertaker can only show up for two seconds. How much money you make, you can't fucking hang out. This isn't his fault. It's also terrible writing, so don't worry about it. Uh, next, we get to see Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks arguing about the triple threat match that we're, they're going to have at Mania. This sets up Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks versus Tamina and Naomi. The match, 
it was a match. It was all right. It happened. Yeah. Again, Charlotte and the Nature Boy are ringside. That's just common now. The match was a match. Sasha and Becky win. And then Charlotte attacks. Like we didn't see that coming. Truth then delivers a pizza to Goldust uh, so they can be best buds. This was kind of funny. Uh, Goldust explains that uh, if he would eat the pizza, his butt would explode. I, I don't know what to say to these segments anymore. Like, it's over. I will tell you, though, the only thing entertaining about this segment, Mark Henry. Seeing the pizza and then yeah. stealing the pizza later. Right? Like, at least Mark's getting paid to do that. Right? He should be doing the promo. Next, it is the Tag Team Championship match. Y2AJ versus The New Day. What an awesome match. That 450 splash off the side of the ropes. Oh, yes. That was awesome. so awesome. Then his flipping DDT, like, the match was epic. And this is what people have been waiting for with AJ Styles. Yeah, the crowd loved it. It was great. That match was fucking awesome. And I love how if you go on the WWE.com, you can see that when they do, like, promo art for The New Day, they show all three of them with the title separately. Yeah. So the big thing about this, though, is a bunch of close falls. I would say maybe five or six times I thought this match was done, and it wasn't. Jericho it just goes on this, like, walls of Jericho rampage on Kofi Kingston and then tries to get it on to Big E. The ending was uh, – it worked well. It was yeah. very fluent. Um, it was Big E uh, is almost getting into the walls of Jericho, ends up to counter it. Jericho counters back and then tries to do the code breaker, but Big E just catches him. And that was fucking impressive how he just caught him like that. It was so good uh flips him over he did have some trouble there and then lands his big ending for the win and then we saw the turn yep we saw the big turn jericho and styles again i don't know what to tell you about this match man we've seen it yep and we've been seeing a lot of it jericho nails three code breakers on aj styles and doesn't explain himself, but doesn't need to. We know what's coming. Kalisto versus Tyler Breeze. Well, I skipped this match because I knew Kalisto wasn't losing this because Tyler Breeze does not win. The only thing that was cool about this was, though, um, after this, we kind of kind of get a promo from Ryback about uh, it was it wasn't an entertaining promo because it was just a train wreck. Some nights he's really good and other nights it's like this where he just talks and breathes, talks and breathes. And that's where I am saying he will never be main event. That was so hard to watch. Some he could he could have done that promo on a SmackDown if would have fucking nailed it. There's just some kind of like wall he just needs to break down. It was so boring. Whatever, you changed. Good, I have changed. I put a lot of money into WWE to get shit thrown back at me. You put ten dollars a month. And I bought a shirt. Did you buy a shirt recently? Yeah, I bought a Balor Club Irish Pride one. I don't blame you. That's, that's a cool one. Right? It's a sweet shirt. Next, though, uh, they announced another member of the Hall of Fame. It's going to be the Big Boss Man. What the fuck? <laughs> fucking A, man. For what? Having one of the single worst Hell in the Cell matches of all time? For fucking hooking up Big Show's dad's casket or whatever. And... All right, before we get too far, what's your favorite Big Boss Man? That, that's it. When he fucking took a casket and drove around the cemetery, I was like, holy shit. Oh, but it wasn't just a casket. It was supposed to be Big Show's father yeah. in the casket. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, for sure. <laughs> yeah, when I watched that, I was like, that's Hall of Fame material right there. I think it was, like, fully loaded, 1999. It was a match where he had with Al Snow, and it was a hardcore match. They went out, not only backstage, but across the street, and then he ended up, like, handcuffing Al Snow to a gate, and then they did this weird pin against the gate because he couldn't lay down. Probably one of the most memorable moments for me. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Got it. Who's next? Next... 
the social outcasts come out. They cut a promo on on Ryback. Axel starts this crazy like I don't know Native American chant. You gotta cut up the chain. Oh, is that what he was saying? Cut up the chain? Gotta get the axe, cut the chain! Ah, uh, so then we get a Ryback-Axel reunion, but uh, Ryback wins this one, no surprise. I hope we get Ryback versus all of the social outcasts at WrestleMania. That'd be hilarious. And the social outcasts win somehow. It's four against one, they should win, but I mean, like, they should do that. I would think so. Next, though, is the main event of the night, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Match goes how it is, Dean starts getting the upper hand, but surprise, <laughs> the Wyatt family comes out, ambushes Ambrose. You can, you gotta let Bray Wyatt win some matches without the Wyatt family for us to get more invested. Why is he the new face of fear? Because he does an awkward promo and come out with the lights off? And he doesn't finish a match? He never does? Like, he's like, nope, I'm done. Writers, let him finish, let him win one, clean, and be happy with it. I mean, I'd be fine with that. There's no surprise here. Uh, they just beat the shit out of him until uh, Triple H comes out. He comes down to the ring. But this part was an interesting note. Bray Wyatt and Triple H have a stare down. But again, it's just one of those cheap pops for the internet. Do you guys actually think something's going to come of that? No. I gave you a good way that it could be a match, but not for the title. But that's the only way the match would make sense. Because of the stupid event that's happening Saturday, they're holding back a lot of shit. WWE is shooting themselves in the foot by having all these pay-per-views because they are not building anything anymore. No. It's all just a quick flash in a pan. Just boom, done, see ya, next. Yep. Triple H then does a stare down with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt laughs, looks at the uh, title. We think maybe we're going to get something, but nope, they just walk away. Triple H beats up Ambrose for a little bit, then goes out to the table, clears the table off, comes back in. Surprise, Ambrose then does the dirty deeds to Triple H, uh, holds the title up, and that's the end. D. D? Yeah. Wow. I gave this one a C plus. Because what? There was two good things and other than that? The tag team championship match was one of the most entertaining matches I've watched on Raw in a long time. Yep. It was good. The overall build of everything sucks. That's why I keep giving it a D. Neville versus Owens. No. Yep. I'll give it a C plus. It's supposed to be WrestleMania season. We have nothing. We literally have like three matches maybe set for Mania. This is bullshit. So, no. Who is your dud of the week? Uh, I don't... God. Brie Bella. Brie Bella. You All suck. Right. Mine is anyone who bought an Y2AJ style shirt. Right? They just made the shirt! <laughs> oh my god, the shirt's sweet. Oh, they just broke up? So who's your stud of the week, Pete? Uh, AJ Styles. Why? Why is he your, uh... He's awesome! He's I, awesome. I already explained it. His okay. 450 splash, all of his moves, like, he's good. I can't disagree with that. I'm gonna go with Mark Henry. He got a pizza this week. Nice. Good job, Mark. That's your race. That <laughs> pretty much was it. He's like, can I... Can I go now? Yeah. Mark, go home. You got a pizza. All right, so now we are gonna predict WWE Cock Block. This comes up this Saturday, March 12th. The first match is for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder versus Enzo Amore and Big Cass with Carmella. This is going to be a pretty good match. When did this get announced? This was announced on NXT. Oh, yeah. This is pretty much just really just like a house show event, but still, I'm excited for some of these matches that are on the card. That'll be a good match. Yeah, it's going to be a really good match. I could see Enzo and Cass winning that, actually. Really? They've They've been there the longest. 
and they're easily the most popular. Dawson and uh, they've already did their part. You could easily have them lose it. Like they did it with Bod Villains. They finally won it, and then they lost it within two weeks. So like NXT, it could happen. I'm going Enzo and Cass. All right, I'm going to go with the Revival, only because I think, well, it's a house show. I don't see titles moving on house shows ever. Uh, secondly, if the Revival wins, then I hope to see Enzo Amore and Big Cass on that following Monday night. I would do, but I don't, no, I don't see it. Uh, next is the main event, the WWE Championship, Triple H versus Dean Ambrose. Well, Triple H is going to win, but who do I want to win? Dean Ambrose. Well, who do you predict is going to win? Oh, Triple H is going to win it. You think so? There's nothing. There's no swerves. There's nothing. No matter what you fucking throw on this, it's still just a stinky house show. Oh, by the way, hey, Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, I, I skipped that one. I'm sorry. It's no big deal. They're, what are we going to explain? All right, so this is how this match is going to go down. Brock Lesnar is going to destroy Bray Wyatt. He's going to call out the uh, the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family is also going to get destroyed. Brock Lesnar still walks out, raising his hand. Yep. All right. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not excited for Cocklock, and I think it's fucking stupid. You have WrestleMania season, and you're throwing this bullshit in the middle? Fuck you, WWE, seriously. Fuck you. So, one last thing I thought we could talk about, maybe bring you down a little bit, Pete, because you're back at 11. Christian is not officially retired. Christian and Edge were guests on this week's Talk is Jericho. Christian explained on the show that he is not technically retired, nor did he ever have an official conversation about his future in the ring with the WWE. He has, however, accepted the fact that he probably will never wrestle again. So, Pete, I thought this would be a fun thing to do. Let's book Christian's retirement. Wipe the slate clean for WrestleMania. We started directly after uh, Royal Rumble, and we are going right into WrestleMania. That match, whether he wins or loses, is going to be his last match. How do you book it? Retirement match, ladder match against Randy Orton. His retirement papers are hanging above the ring. Ooh, I like that. So why Randy Orton? Because those two put on a good match. They had a great feud, and they know each other well. Orton or uh, Christian. If he loses that match, does he still stay with the uh, one more match gimmick? And they're like, we can't do it. No, it's over. See you later. I thought, start that Monday off with celebrating career. Uh, Edge come out. They just do this, this is your life kind of thing with Christian, where all of the things he's done other than TNA, and then... Kevin Owens comes out. Okay. Challenges Christian... And then just have Kevin Owens just crush Christian at WrestleMania. That would be awesome. I'd be cool with that as well. Christian just losing. It has to be the way to do it. Well, yeah. Uh, that's the show, Pete. What do you want to name it? Cockblock. Cockblock? I had a, I had one. Saved by the Cell. <laughs> I guess. That, would, that one works, too. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll go with Save by the Cell this week. I like Cockblock, but I feel like putting cock in the word in the title doesn't help out our podcast. Okay, makes sense. So this is the Full Nelson Press podcast, episode 30, Save by the Cell. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Uh, if you're listening to this on I iTunes, please subscribe and give us a review. Stitcher is your fancy. A thumbs up would also help. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. All this can also be found on thefullnelsonpress.com. So, uh, anything else you want to add, Pete? No. No? <laughs> no. You're so angry. Give me something positive about wrestling right now to end the show off with. I really like Far Cry Primal right now. That's so stupid. That's not a wrestling thing. Try again. 
I don't no. have, I have nothing positive to say. They kiss my ass. Uh, wrestling is very colorful. Uh, the crowd is fantastic a lot of the time. Uh, and um, creative, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. <laughs>